Welcome to the Real Happy Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ann, the blogger and content creator at Real Happy Mom, where moms can find encouragement and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. And I also have this podcast to introduce you to other moms from various walks of life to help you with this journey. And today on episode number 18, I have Michaela Quinn from MichaelaQuinn.com. Michaela is a wife and a mother, and she is going to help us learn how to become a freelancer and to make the transition to become a work at home mom. Now, if you have always desired to stay at home with your children, this is definitely an episode for you. Michaela is going to drop some serious golden nuggets to help you get started with your journey. But before we jump into this episode, I wanted to remind you to check out my planners that are for free that will help you with eliminating the question, what's for dinner? This is a meal planner and a weekly planner that will help you get tasks done and know what we're cooking. So be sure to head over to realhappymom.com slash 18 to get the links for the show notes as well as the links for the planners. Now let's jump into this episode of the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Michaela. I'm super excited to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here tonight with you. Yes, I think you have something really, really juicy to share with us. But before we get into what I really want to talk to you about, I just wanted you to share with our listeners a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Michaela, and I am a mom to three little kiddos. Um, I'm, I live in Kansas city in the, in the suburb and, um, I used to be a teacher and then I became a work at home mom. And now I help other moms become work at home too. Now your story is pretty unique. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but before you started your own business, you were a high school English teacher. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about that story that led up to where you are now? Yes, absolutely. I would love to. Growing up, I kind of knew, I knew three things for, for my whole entire like childhood and adulthood. I knew that I wanted to be a mom. I knew that I wanted to get married and I knew that I wanted to be a teacher and everything was, you know, shaping up. I was studying at Kansas State University to become a high school English teacher and met my husband and things were going great. Um, Graduated, got my first teaching job. And then we were engaged, got married, and on the night of our wedding, or like the day or two after, um, (laughs) I got pregnant because our daughter was born nine months and two days, nine months and two days, three days after um, our wedding. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, that moment. It, 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 it was just weird. Like I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to be a teacher. I thought I could do them both well, but I also always wanted to be, I thought I always wanted to be a stay at home mom. And, but like when you have that first baby, I just was like, no. And the thought of putting her in daycare caused me so much anxiety and stress. And we would, we started looking at daycares and the ones that I wanted to do were astronomical and almost, mm-hmm. you know, three-fourths of my teacher salary and so that like I didn't get peace of mind by putting her in like the best daycare in the in the city we went with an in-home daycare and it was fine but it was not my favorite and 
I just, through that period, I kept wanting to be a stay-at-home mom. I kept waiting for, like, it to magically happen, but it didn't because we had a budget and we had bills. And so I spent that first year, my daughter's first year, well, mostly the first six months, just really kind of in this awful place where I felt stuck and I felt unhappy Mm -hmm. and I was resentful of my husband because you know, it's his fault. We had all these bills. No, it was not his <laughs> fault, but you know, in my hormonal stage, um, blamed him. And it was just an awful, awful first six months. And, and so I realized I either had to make a, you know, solve this problem that I was having and make a change or, just accept things were how they were and get over it because where I was at that point, it was not a good place and I was not happy and I was not being, you know, the best mom that I could be. So I started kind of just searching online for ways to work from home, how to be a stay at home mom, you know, budgeting things and everything that I found at first, you know, was kind of awful. Um, and nothing that I really wanted to do or look into, So that was, you know, kind of disheartening at first, but I kept the faith and just knew there had to be something out there. And so I started telling people, you know, people would ask the, Hey, how's work going? Oh my art. I, I don't know if this happens to you or other people, like people in the audience, you guys let me know. But when you have a baby, everyone wants to know, are you working? Do you stay home? And it's feels very intrusive or like, how's work? Are you going back? And when I got asked that, it made me like mad and sad because I was working. And so then people would be like, how's it going? Anyways, I would tell them it's awful. I hate it. Like I want to work from home. This is what I'm looking for. What do you have? Mm-hmm. And lots of people just laughed and were like, haha, like good luck finding that. And finally I told the right person, uh, my husband's cousin, it was Christmas. My daughter was born in June. So she was just about six and a half months. I told my husband's cousin and she was going through similar things. She had a baby in September and she told me about this website called hiremymom.com and I went to it and looked it up and and it was basically just this online job source board for flexible work from home contract positions for moms. And so I signed up for an account right away. And just like went back to school um, after Christmas break, January and February are the worst months for teachers. But thankfully I had a student teacher and this, in that year, I like kind of just was like, let her take over and um, would sit in my office on plan, on plan period. And, you know, while she took over, which you're not supposed to do. But I sat in my office, like on hiremymom.com, determined to land a client or, you know, get hired. And it took me, I didn't land a client. (laughs) It took me that whole year, rarely got any bites. Um, So I kind of gave up down to April, May. But then when it was summer, I was like, okay, I've got to get back in this. I've got to buckle down. And finally started getting, getting some responses. I decided to go part-time that year teaching. My husband compromised with that. And that summer, you know, I was getting down to the final two, final three, but I never really landed that client. So I was feeling kind of defeated. School started back up. 
And literally on like our first or second day back teacher in service in early August, I finally got my first like, okay, I want to work with you. You're hired. I'm going to pay you to do, to be my virtual assistant. And so then I got my first client and that client referred me on to a couple other people. And from there, my first, my first original client gave me a project and it led me to uncover this, like this huge world of online businesses all run by, by, by moms. And I saw that all of these moms that were building these incredible businesses were looking to hire virtual assistants and freelance support people to help them grow their business. And with just a couple clients working as a, you know, as a teacher and just a couple clients as a freelancer, I quickly replaced my full-time income. And that was my last year teaching. That is really nice. You yeah. could really quick. Well, it seems quick to us, but I'm pretty sure it took forever for you. But it that felt awesome. like it took forever. Yes. It, I mean, it is fast when you think about like startups and businesses and, you know, it takes a while to be profitable, but um, the, a freelance service-based business does not have a lot of the costs associated with other types of businesses. And, you know, there's no like rent or brick and mortar. And there's, there's people out there that need freelance support. Um, and so it was a great fit for, for that time. Yeah, that worked out really nice for you because um, I'm sure that if things were, didn't go the way that you had planned, you probably would still be teaching and probably still not be as happy as you oh would be God. now. Yeah. So. I, yeah. Ugh, that is a scary thought. <laughs> <laughs> but you are definitely proof that there are options for moms that want to work from home. So that is really inspirational for me because it, it shows that you can be home with your kids and contribute to your household. So what would you say are some of your first steps that you took to creating a business that would replace your income so that you could work from home? Okay. I don't know if you want me to share what I did because what I did is not what I teach. Oh, <laughs> what okay. I did, like I, I didn't know better. I only did what I like knew at the time, but for me, it was just Googling and like searching and then like found nothing. And so word of mouth, like just desperately telling people, this is what I want. And once I did finally find the hire my mom, it was pitch after pitch after pitch, but there's, there's better ways for freelancers out there than how I got started. So what would you say you could do it over again? How would you do it a little bit differently then? So what I teach um, the moms that I work with is to first, all you really need, the first thing that you need is you need to understand what services that you are going to offer um, because there's tons of different options. Um, you know, there's virtual assistant, there's social media manager, there's Pinterest manager, there's podcast editor, there's um, graphic designer, web designer. There are so many options, copywriter. And so the first step that I give them is to just figure out what service, what are you going to offer? Because if you don't have anything to offer, no one can pay you. That's that's step one. And then step two is to get out there and get clients. Um, there are tons of Facebook groups. That's the kind of like Facebook groups were the the like big eye opener for me. Um, that client I was telling you about, she was starting a Facebook group or she had a Facebook group and she wanted me to 
kind of revamp it and um, build up the conversation, increase engagement. And she gave me some groups. She was like, go stalk these groups. They're doing really good. Go figure out what they're doing and then create a plan and come implement it for my group. Okay. That's where I saw all of these people searching and looking for, for help to grow their businesses. And from there, it was, so I teach moms too. That's one route you can go to find clients. Go, here's some groups. Um, one of my favorites is Boss Moms, which we, we um, talked about, you know, that's a group that we're both in. And I also love Gold Diggers. Gold, that's gold, not gold, like I want your money. Uh, but like, let's set goals. <laughs> gold Digger, yeah. Jenna Kutcher's group, love that one too. And there's tons of people in there looking for people to help them, whether it's that specialized skill set or just um, someone who can save them time, which is what a virtual assistant does. So that's step two is to just get out there, um, start participating in the conversation. When you see people saying, I'm looking to hire a virtual assistant, like you offer that service. If that's the service you offer, tell them, hey, I would love to help you. But from there, then you really have to make it a priority and look at your schedule and figure out how many hours do you have to work a week? How many hours do you want to work a week? And put that into your schedule and, and commit to that time. In the beginning, all of your time should be going to networking and landing clients. Um, you don't need a website. You don't need like 5,000 followers or even 500 followers on Instagram. You don't need any of that stuff to land clients. And all that time should go to finding clients until you have clients and then your time transitions into doing client work. Um, so making it a priority and that's basically, you know, the simple version of this is what, what you have to do to go, go land clients. I like that. And it's really straightforward. So just to recap, step one is understand your services that you have to offer. Then step two is just get out there and start looking for clients. And then three is to make time within your schedule and stay, I would say, stay consistent and network and get clients during that time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Now, what is something that you didn't expect that happened when you're transitioning from being a teacher to a work at home mom? So I didn't expect that I would actually like working um, at, because that like way back then, like it was something that I had to do. And through quitting teaching, um, I really realized that I do love working and I did not want to be, or not, not that I did not want to be because I, I did at that point, but that I was not cut out to first day at home mom life. It's hard. Oh my Lord. So, so that was like big shock. And then the other thing was I did not expect that I was going to use my teaching talents and teaching experience ever again. And I, I am now. It's just, it just looks different. I teach virtually instead of in a, in a classroom with, with high school kids. And my students want to be there and they want to learn and they, they do their homework. And it's, <laughs> it's a whole different ballgame. I want to make sure that I get as much out of you as far as figuring this whole thing out, because I know there's moms out there that want to be like you who don't want to go 
to work and do the nine to five grind, who want to stay home with their kids. What are some of the options for moms that want to work from home, but don't know where to start? So, I mean, there's lots of options out there. Um, there are, you know, the MLM sell a product like Mary Kay or Rodan and Fields, the leggings, that's an option. There's like Etsy. I actually, I did, we didn't, I didn't tell you this, but before I found freelancing, I tried to, my first business was making and selling bows. Okay. Um, that did not retire me. I think I made like $200 total before like I tapped out all my friends and family. So there's the Etsy option and some people do it awesome and do it really well and they make a killing, but that, that didn't work for me. And now there's other options like VIP kid or teaching English to um, kids in China, but it's really super early hours. The other option, the option that I chose was freelancing. And so if moms are wanting to look into freelancing, in my opinion, freelancing is the best option because you can work when you want, you can work um, where you want. And you, I mean, you, you are your own business. You choose how like what your hourly rates are and who you work with and the type of work that you do. And so if you're interested in freelancing, I recommend starting with what your skill set naturally aligns with right now. If you do a lot of writing, like you are a writer, you are a proofreader, maybe you're in journalism, getting started in copywriting. Copywriting basically just means you write all of the words for um, for businesses, whether it's their their website copy or email copy or social media content or blogs. There's so many options with copywriting. If you do a lot of graphic design, like maybe you work at a graphic design firm, that is something that you can offer to clients um, as a freelancer. Social media. Um, if you if you're into a lot of marketing, marketing is something that every single business needs. That's another skill that you can take your expertise from your current day job and do that as your own business owner. Web design, and then you know there's tons more. But you're like me, and you're like, well, but I don't have a marketing degree. I don't have a business degree. I don't have copywriting skills. You can start out as a virtual assistant. And a virtual assistant is basically just a jack or jill of all trades person who really kind of just comes in and takes over the, I don't want to say like grunt work, but that's kind of what it is. It's, it's all of the odds and end admin tasks that prevents a business owner from doing the things that only they can do and the things that make them their money. So for instance, I have an assistant on my team who helps manage my email inbox. That saves me like 10 hours, a five to like five hours a week that I can spend creating content instead of answering emails. Me answering emails isn't going to make like move my business forward, but me creating content that I can put out there helps me to grow. That's just one example of something that a virtual assistant might do. Maybe they maybe they do a little bit of graphic design. They do a little bit of writing. It's a great way to get in there and get experience and kind of figure out what aspects of um, freelance work do you like. And then from there, you can kind of specialize and and grow and charge more. You definitely gave us a jam-packed amount of stuff that we can choose from to get started. I love it. Yeah, there's tons. And no matter 
who like is listening, I always hear the same thing from people that I'm like, you have way more experience in the business world than I do. Like I'm a teacher, people. I do not have one ounce of business education whatsoever. But I'll get emails from people that are like, but I have no experience. Like I don't have any skills. I don't have any talents. Even if you are a stay at home mom, like you are managing your household. You are organized. You know how to like buy groceries to stick to that budget, you know, when things need to get done. And that is a skill that is a talent. So I have a brainstorming guide that people can download and it'll help them kind of look at their skills and talents in a different way and see how that can translate into the freelance space. I like it. And we'll definitely include that in the show notes. So if you're listening and you're like, hey, I want what she's talking about, um, definitely make sure you um, check the show notes for that link and it will definitely be there. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. What is one thing that you want all moms to know, whether it's about work or being or at home? What's one thing that you want to, or a myth that you just want to bust right now and just let all the moms know, hey, this. Ooh, that's a great question. This is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite beliefs. And this is what I want people to know is that being a working mom or being a stay at home mom, it does not have to be a black and white decision. There are other options. You don't have to jet like you don't have to just choose your career and you don't have to just choose staying home. There's a way, there are ways to combine what you love about each of those, you know, separate spheres. And there's a way to combine that into a format that works for you. And what works for you is going to be different than what works for me. But just because something isn't, you know, if, if you're not loving your work, I don't want to say balance, but like your work family balance, there are options that you can do to, to change that and make that into something that fits your needs, your family's needs and what you want, rather than what society says, like, this is how it has to look. Yeah, I like that. That's really, really good. Because (laughs) it's funny, because um, I don't know if we talk too much about our spouses, but um, my husband, um, he's African and um, <laughs> how do I say this nicely? <laughs> there are a lot of <laughs> traditional things like, you know, the woman is expected to do this and the man is expected to do that. But if you look at our life, like our life is not the traditional one. And so um, that was one of the reasons why I was attracted to him because he wasn't so, you know, me, man, you woman, you do this. <laughs> Um, And I really appreciated that about him to be able to, you know, be able to work and travel and do whatever I want. Um, But you're right. It doesn't have to be black and white. You can make it how you want it. So thank you for sharing that. Now, one question I ask all of my guests is if you could have any superpower, what would it be? This is a hard question. This is like the hardest question. I'm like running through, okay, do I want to be able to read people's minds? Do I want to like not have to sleep? And then I was sitting down and I was eating dinner. I was thinking about this because I know that you asked this question. I'm like, what is my superpower? What do I want? And I was like, oh, I've got it. I want my superpower to be that I can eat whatever I want and I can stay at my like perfect happy weight and calories don't affect me. (laughs) Oh, you have no idea. I would eat so much cake and cookies. It's not even funny. (laughs) 
Now, where can our listeners find out more about you and learn more about you online? My website is probably the best place to go. Um, All of my resources and ways to learn with me, connect with me are there. And it's just my name, MichaelaQuinn.com, which I'll send you the link if you want to put that into the show notes. There's like 500 different ways to spell Michaela. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) That link will definitely be in the show notes. (laughs) So thank you so much, Michaela, for coming on and chatting with us and sharing so much tips and knowledge with us. Um, I know that there's someone out there that can definitely use this and you'll probably be hearing about it in a year or so that someone's starting up their new business online. So thank you. I hope so. Like do it. (laughs) Don't, don't be scared. Like if I can do it seriously, anyone can do it. Thank you, Michaela. I really appreciate you. And I appreciate you being patient with me during this time. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Tony. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, head over to realhappymom.com slash 18. There you'll find all of the links that Michaela mentioned, as well as a few more. Now, if you have found this helpful, do me a favor and hit subscribe so that you can get more of these episodes and definitely share it with a friend who you think could use it. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next one.